Thank you for joining me today, and I'm Krista, and welcome to Living a Sustainable Faith. I'm here to encourage you to be in God's Word, because when you are, your faith will grow and your soul will become alive. And I do this through what I call talkables, short, encouraging talks with a printable attached so that you can print it off and continue to be encouraged with God's Word. Do you ever have something that you'd like to be better at? Something that you know if you do, you will forever be changed. It's something that if you do, you'll probably have better relationships with people. You'll probably be a better wife, a better mom, a daughter. Do you ever have anything like that? This one thing for me has become prayer. I really wish I was better at prayer. So today, I'd like to talk about putting our faith into action through prayer. In August, we talked about faith. And we talked about how um, we have faith. And the biggest thing that I took away when I was reading God's Word and all the memory verses about prayer was that faith is an action. And so I want to encourage you to put your faith into action through prayer. And this is also to encourage myself. God talks so much about prayer in His Word. We're called to pray for salvation. 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We are also called to pray continuously. 1 Thessalonians 5 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continuously, in everything giving thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We are also called to pray for others. James 5.16, confess your trespasses to one another and pray with one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We are also called to pray because this is our only way to battle the enemy. Ephesians 6.11.12 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. This is how we can do battle when we know that Satan or our enemy is on the move. We go to prayer. And we are also called to pray. And most importantly, we are called to pray because it is our number one way to communicate with God. Proverbs 15, 29 says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. We want to communicate with the Lord. It's even laid out in the Bible how we should pray. We should pray by ourselves sometimes. Matthew 6, 6 says, But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, Pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Sometimes we should pray with others. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord 
is not easily or quickly broken. Sometimes we need to pray with others. And we should also pray as Jesus told his disciples when the disciples asked him, how should we pray? Jesus said, pray this way. And we know it as the Lord's Prayer. And that is laid out in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. The Bible talks about prayer in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So much so that the word pray appears over 300 times throughout the Bible. With that being said, why is it so hard then to pray regularly and consistently? Why? You know what I'm thinking? It's just a little reality check. But if we're not praying to the Lord daily, really, do we really think prayer is that important? Let's face it. If something's important to us, we usually find the time. We find the time to go on a vacation. We find the time to be with our children. We find the time to read a book. We find the time to go to a movie. If it's that important, we'll find the time. So do we really think prayer is that important? One reason why I have had a passion to be able to share with you and encourage you while at the same time encouraging myself to be in the Word, is that I have found that the longer I have been in the Word and the more consistent I am in being in the Word, which is allowing God to change me, mold me, direct me, prayer has become more and more important. And I'm going to go so far as to say it's become kind of necessary. For me, after being in the Word consistently and regularly, it's kind of become the next natural step to having a deeper relationship with the Lord. Prayer seems to be what is kind of the natural progression to be able to get a deeper relationship with the Lord. I don't know about you, but those of you who have a consistent time that you're with the Lord and a consistent time that you're in His Word, I find, and I'm wondering if you do too, that I actually now long and I miss when I can't come and be still. Be still to read His Word. Be still to give Him praise, to repent, to ask for forgiveness where I need to, to make requests to God, to thank Him for His Son, and everything he's given us, and then to trust to lay down my prayers at his feet and to wait anxiously with anticipation for his answer. Just a little tidbit. When we believe in the word, we trust the word, so we will now start doing what it says. We are putting our faith into action. Prayer starts to take on a whole new meaning, or it also starts to take on different expectations. So what I mean by that is when you pray and you're having the Lord mold you and change you, you're more willing to accept the answers that you receive from your prayers. Whether they're good or bad, 
we tend to be able to accept them and look a little bit beyond. And let me give you an example of this. In Corey Ten Boom's book, The Five Silent Years, right here, for those of you who are watching my video, I'm going to read an excerpt from this book. And this book is actually written by her caregiver because at this point, the five silent years, Corey has been affected by a stroke, actually several strokes, and she no longer can speak. So this is what the caregiver is saying in this book about Corey. This is what she says. In the autumn of 1980, need to put my glasses on. In the autumn of 1980, a year and a half after the previous one came a third severe stroke. The October morning progressed as usual, except that Corey did not want to get up for her session in her wheelchair. In fact, she never got up again. Elizabeth prepared lunch at the regular time, and just as Latte brought the lunch tray containing our three meals to her bedroom, Corey suddenly collapsed and fell to the right. And Corey had been having um, strokes that were in her basal ganglia, and it was on the left side of her brain, which was affecting the right side of her body. The doctor told us that he thought it was another stroke and that that was what was in progress, but we would have to wait until the evening to be sure. And back in the 80s, they didn't have the same medication that they do now for strokes. She continues on to say, there was a moment when I thought I could not bear to watch her suffer any longer. Father, I prayed, please release Corey from this difficult and long illness. She has served you for more than 80 years. May she please go home now, Lord. I continue to watch and wait that afternoon for the Lord's answer. He did not answer me with yes or no or even wait. Again, there seemed to be no answer at all. God appeared at that time to be silent. By the end of the day, the doctor informed us that there had been another stroke. Corey did not fight to live. She did not fight to die. She lay in her bed. She lay in her large iron bed and took what came, not battling, but yielding. We knew this because of her attitude during the times when she opened her eyes and looked at us. Her eyes were peaceful and they left us peaceful and with a strong sense that God was in control. Is that awesome? Corey, without words, could communicate to the people around her that she was allowing the Lord to work through her no matter the situation and no matter the answer to her prayers or to the prayers of those around her as far as her illness goes. Even if the answer, which was for her, that she was not going to be completely healed from her stroke. She goes on to say, how gracious the Lord is that he does not normally reveal the future to us, but shows us the way to go one step at a time so that we, we, so that we learn to rely on him from day to day. It is good that none of us knew that at 88 years of age, more than two years of complete physical helplessness were still ahead for Corey. What a place to be 
with the Lord. You take it to the Lord in prayer and you can leave it there and you can look beyond your present circumstance and accept his answer, whether it's yes, no, wait, or maybe silence for a little bit until the answer comes. And let me go on to read because Corey blessed so many people as they came to her home. They called it Shalom House. During these five silent years, Corey reached more people, I would say, so intimately that she might have never done if she was not silent. So let me read another little passage here real quick. I'm not very tidy, he apologized. I told him it did not matter, that I would tell Corey he was coming. He looked pleased when I told her, excuse me, she looked pleased when I told her of the gardener's visit. We positioned her on her left side and covered her with a pretty blue shawl that Latte had made. She looked very frail lying against her pillow, but her eyes were fixed on the door. Her expression was about to tell the gardener, there is nobody in the world I would rather see than you. From my position just inside the bedroom, I saw the gardener coming down the corner. Corridor. Excuse me. His face was expressionless. As soon as he rounded the rounded to the door of her bedroom, however, his brown eyes met Tante Corey's blue one blue ones, and there was an immediate dynamic contact between them. I had never seen him so animated. His face broke into the biggest smile I had ever seen him give. And she returned it. And I'm going to skip down. Even when she cannot speak, she can speak to people that we cannot reach, I thought. From that time on, the gardener paid extra attention to the part of the garden that lay in her field of vision, trimming the begonias regularly. Even without speaking, Corey touched people. She prayed, her caregiver prayed, and then they took God's answers and submitted to it. What an awesome place to be. Ladies, are you ready to put your faith into action? I know that I want to grow in this area of prayer, and I want to put my faith into action with prayer. I want to be willing to follow his teachings And you know, I think one big step in this direction is to get our minds changed in relation to prayer. I think we need to be in his word consistently because when we are, God starts to work on us. He starts to show us new things. He starts to change us. He starts to renew us and refresh us spiritually. And a natural response to all of that for me, and I'm sure for many of you, and for those of you who begin to be in his word and continue to be in his word will be, you want to be still with the Lord and to pray with the Lord and to commune with him. I think another big step in the direction to change our mindset in relation to prayer is we need to think of prayer as our number one way to communicate with the Lord. That's how we're going to do it. Prayer is the way. I think we also need to think of prayer as a privilege. And I was reading a quote from Billy Graham about prayer. Let me read it to you. 
One of the Bible's greatest truths is that God not only exists, but he actually wants to have a personal relationship with us. And prayer is one of the ways he's given us to strengthen that relationship. In other words, don't look on prayer as a burden or obligation. Instead, look on it as a privilege. Just imagine the God who created the whole universe wants to welcome you into his presence. And that is exactly what happens when we pray. If Jesus felt the need to pray, how much more should we? Remember, prayer is possible because God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, into the world to tear down the barrier that exists between us and God, a barrier caused by our sin. Because of Christ's death and resurrection for us, the Bible says we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. That's in Romans 5 two. Billy Graham goes on to say, make sure of your commitment to Jesus Christ. Then thank him that he loves you so much that he wants to talk with you through prayer. Set aside time to pray every day. But in addition, learn to pray throughout the day, thanking God for the good things he brings into your life. Pray also when you and others you know are facing problems or decisions, for you need his help. The Bible, say, the Bible says in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. That's found in Philippians 4, 6. Another step that we need to take into the direction to change our mindset about prayer is we need to think of prayer as a way and pretty much the only way to combat the enemy that we know exists. The final step that we need to take in the direction to change our minds in relationship to prayer is we need to think of prayer first and not last. Even if life is difficult, we need to think of prayer first. When life is going great, we need to think of prayer first. Our pastor a few weeks ago in his sermon talked about a woman who um, in the morning would pray, help me, help me, help me. And then in the evening, she would pray, thank you, thank you, thank you. And during the day, she would look for God and then offer up what she called wow prayers, basically prayers of thanksgiving. You know, ladies, right now in our world, everything is happening so fast. Things are chaotic. People are not at rest. Natural disasters are happening all around us. Economic hardships are happening as well throughout the world. And food shortages are happening in various spots in the world as well. And you know, I've learned that whenever there is chaos, discord, destruction, we know that usually the enemy is on the move. And we can remember what it says in Ephesians 6. It says that our fight is not against flesh and blood. And let me read you from Priscilla Shire's book, Fervent. This is a great book on prayer. And let me read a quote from you regarding what she says about the enemy and going to the Lord in prayer. She says, prayer is a reminder to yourself as well as a declaration to the enemy that you know he's there, that you've, that you're onto him, 
When you bring your concerns and fears and irritations to the Lord in prayer, you're aligning your weakening spirit with the full force of God's Holy Spirit. Instead of continuing to fail by taking the battle into your own hands and taking the battle to the wrong people, you're joining instead with the all with the power of heaven to take your fight directly to the source of the problem. You're following the armies of the living God right into the field tent where your enemy is cooking up his craftiest designs against you and you're busting up his strategy closet, making sure he knows that you know that making sure he knows that you know what he's up to. So ladies, when things are chaotic, remember, go to the Lord in prayer. And it just seems like, ladies, that there is no time like the present. This year has been chaotic. It has been unprecedented. It seems that this is <laughs> no better time like the present, right? To start being fervent in your prayer. Thus, the title of the book, and it is becoming necessary to pray fervently and to put your faith into action through prayer. Ladies, I want to encourage you. The way to be victorious is to take it to the Lord in prayer. When you're in doubt, pray. When joy abounds, pray. When chaos occurs and is happening, pray. When miracles happen, pray. When fearful, pray. When at home, in your car, at the store, in your job, let's pray. Philippians 4, 6-7 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a great verse to be able to reference when we're feeling discouraged or we don't know what to do. Be anxious for nothing, ladies. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And he hears you. And you will get a peace that passes all understanding. I have a few announcements to make real quickly. Living a Sustainable Faith's one-year anniversary is about to happen. It's International Coffee Day, October 1st. And this year, I would like to do a quick little live chat. And I want to do that either on Facebook or um, YouTube. I'm not sure which, but I will definitely email you ladies and let you know when I will be going live because I want to just give a huge thank you. I have some gifts that I would like to give away. And um, if you're there, then I would like to um, be able to do that and um, present those things I'd like to give away to those who are listening and those on my email list. I'm excited to do that. If there is a time of day that is better for you, mornings, evenings, afternoons, let me know so I can see kind of where everybody's at and what is a good time to me, for me to be able to just zip on on October 1st for our one-year celebration. I can't believe it's been a year. Crazy! Second, I want to let you know that also in October, I'm going to take a little break. After October 1st, after I go live and we chit-chat for a little bit, the other thing I want to do also when I'm going live is I want to have you share with me and with others 
a verse or a passage that has been particularly encouraging for you. It has either taught you something new. And you know, when we share these things, it builds up the brethren. It builds us up. So I would love to have all of us share too during that time a verse or a passage that we have found to be particularly useful and encouraging to us. So as I was saying, I'm going to take a break after the live for the month of October. I want to be able to create a couple things for the holidays for living a sustainable faith. And then I also need to wrap up um, my homestead. My gardens are going to be done. My canning is just about done. And I need some time to be able to what I call put everything to bed for the winter. So I'm going to take the month of October to be able to do that as well. Thirdly, if you're not part of my email list, I want to encourage you. Go to my website, click join my email list in the right hand corner. And that way you will be able to get everything that we talk about, my talkables, printables, announcements, um, special giveaways, things that we have for sale, things that we have for free. That's my number one way that I can communicate and that I communicate with all of you ladies. So I want to encourage you, join my email list. And ladies, I want to thank you so much for joining me today to be encouraged to put your faith in action and pray. Real quickly, I have four suggestions that you can do to start encouraging yourself to pray. One, if you like movies, I want to suggest War Room by the Kendrick Brothers. Priscilla Shire's in it. It is an awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, oh, it's a must. You need to see it. If you have seen it, watch it again. I watched it not too long ago with my husband. It fires you up to pray. It just fires you up. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't seen the movie War Room, do it. And um, you'll probably have to buy the DVD. It's not out in the theaters right now, but it's not that expensive and is definitely worth the investment. If you enjoy reading, another way to encourage yourself to get geared up to pray Priscilla Shire's book, Fervent, is awesome. She has each chapter dedicated to a specific area of prayer, and then she wants you to jot down in the back on these little prayer cards and write out how you're going to pray in that specific area so that the Lord can continue to work through you to be able to change you, to be able to be the person that God wants you to be. So, fervent, fervent, awesome book. Um, And it's about... Anywhere from $15 to $17, wherever you find it. Then, thirdly, another way to encourage yourself to pray is, if you're a journaler, a prayer journal. And the printable I have today is a template to be able to get you started doing a prayer journal. I always find it encouraging to be able to go back on what I've written and see how God is moving. And the prayer journal is kind of set up um, a little bit from what I've read from Priscilla in her Armor of God, in her book Fervent, and then some things that is that have been helpful to me. So it's kind of a conglomeration of everything to be able to get you started through prayer journaling. And then lastly, another way to encourage yourself to pray And if you don't have a lot of time, is I have a quick little video I made that is praying the Lord's Prayer. What better prayer to start praying than to pray God's words? The disciples asked Jesus, how should we pray? 
and Jesus answered them with the Lord's Prayer. So the video is attached. If you want to watch that video and start praying yourself, and you know you can even pray along with the video, Our Father who art in heaven, and be encouraged to pray. And when we pray God's word, God moves and he moves us. And once you've been encouraged to pray, whether you do one of those things, all of those things, or something else that will encourage you to pray, I want to now encourage you to find a time and to find a place. Find a time, doesn't matter what time, but just find some. Pick a place that you love to go to, because then you'll want to go there all the time to be with the Lord. I particularly love to be with the Lord in the morning. It sets my day. And when you're with the Lord and you spend, whether it's five minutes in prayer or whether it's 35 minutes in prayer, it puts it in the forefront of your mind. So then as you go throughout your day, when things happen, you are more apt to go, oh, that was the Lord. That The Lord moved there and you shoot up a prayer the wow prayers that that one lady was talking about and you and you just talk to the lord throughout the day how awesome would that be if god started moving in his people and we started obeying his word and we started praying and i'm saying this for you as much as i'm saying it for myself so ladies i want to encourage you let's get praying let's go to god's word Let's be in God's word and let's put our faith into action and let's pray. I will see you on October 1st for the live chat. And I'm so excited to celebrate our one year anniversary. Ladies, take it to the Lord in prayer. Let's get going. Thank you for joining me. I'm Krista with Living a Sustainable Faith.